if we can convince people that our Black, trans, Indigenous, and POC folks' lives matter here, we can maybe trickle it over to the other parts of the world. Content warnings for this episode include discussion of HIV, sexual health, anti-trans bigotry, hostile politics, murder, and racism. Jennifer would like to acknowledge the Indigenous peoples and unceded lands that the producers, hosts, and guests live and have dwelt upon. Today, we honor the Coast Salish. Hi, Mandebe. We are honoring the Humanos, the Kohulathagan, the Comanche, the Goyaga Lapan, and the Tonkawa. We honor the elders, the human, plant, and animal ancestors of these lands, and celebrate the living descendants of these peoples. May all beings tend these lands for the goodness of the next seven generations and beyond. Miati folks, welcome to Genderful, a talk show interviewing gender diverse folks about their special interests. The name of our show celebrates that gender expansiveness is wonderful. Hi, I'm Gender Master, and my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Atlas of Phoenix, and my pronouns are also they, them. The focus of our show is to interview trans, non-binary, agender, and gender diverse people regarding their special interests, passion projects, and resources for the gender diverse community. We want our audience to know that this show is hosted by two folks who also identify as non-binary, transmasculine, neurodivergent, and disabled with the passion for telling trans stories. We invite you to remember that we are whole people with robust lives, friendships, challenges, and successes. We love and are loved, and we are delighted to share these stories with you. As always, we kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of their identities. Your identities can change over time and are valid every step of the way. And if you think you're gender diverse, you are gender diverse. There are no social or medical prerequisites to be included in the community. Welcome to Genderful episode 88. This week, our guest, they, bay, they, them pronouns, is chatting with us about the intersection of trans rights and racial justice. Um, they, bay was very generous to sort of jump in last minute um, for us. <laughs> and um, I think you only had a week or two's notice. And um, I'm just so thrilled that you're here today. So welcome to Genderful They, bay. Thank you for having me again. Like I was really excited to join. So <laughs> I did not mind. Yeah, I'm so I'm so thrilled. Um, so yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that I learned about you because of um because I think Juice found you on Instagram. I know that your Instagram is pretty prolific. Um and we're we're dropping it in the chat regularly, but I wonder if there's any sort of introduction that you'd like to give. Oh, for yeah. yourself. For myself, um, I love to. That's uh, every day. I feel like I have a new way of introducing myself to the world. Um, I am really just like a a radical curator. Um, I use storytelling. I use my loud, very voice to make an impact. Um, I use um, cultivating spaces of like, you know, black and brown people in specific in the city that I live in to like, because there's not a lot of that. So I just, I love to call myself a radical curator. I'm from Hiram Clark, Texas. That's in Houston. Um, Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion are from there, very close. And, <laughs> you know, I just, 
every day I find a new way of, like I was just saying, introducing myself because I noticed there's a, there's something that I didn't realize that I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, so yeah, I, as of now, I'm a radical curator. I love that. I love that. Um, so I like to ask my guests about sort of their gender journey in the beginning, because I know for me, there were not a lot of, especially non-binary gender diverse stories that were available to me. Um, and so I'm curious, what are some things that you can trace back to your youth that indicated you might be gender diverse one day? Such a good question. Yeah. And like, to your point of like growing up, it was for myself, it was just, okay, gay. Like it was just gay and that was mm -hmm. it. And so it was yeah. like, even the understanding of doing certain things, I didn't realize like playing with my mom's lipstick, my grandma's lipstick, wanting to really, really wanting to like play in heels. And I guess I knew I had to start when I knew it was something different when I had to start hiding it. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to do this. And so, but mm. still was not said like, oh, you, the words gender diverse have not came into my vernacular and honestly into the world, I feel like until like my early twenties, like, you know, like growing up, it was none of that like possible about anything. It was just like, Hey, you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. And so I knew mm. when I was very young, like I just had these feelings and I love, love my grandma's style. And she had these cute, cute, like, like flats that I could wear. And I don't know. So that's when I just remember when I was just like, and when I say young, I was like five. Like, I just remember that time. And then like with my mom getting very like, hey, you can't do that. Don't do that. Like, you're going to get, and like, I remember the word saying you're going to get beat up. Mm. <laughs> so just kind of, I remember as a kid, just remembering having this being this very feminine person, like no one, the words non-binary and knowing that, that knowledge of that and knowing about our non-binary yeah. ancestors just really, I didn't have any knowledge of them. I didn't know that you could really be on, I didn't, no one told me, no one had, no one explained to me about gender was a spectrum, you know, like it was, mm -hmm. it was just, at that time, I think growing up in the nineties, my mom knew about like black trans women and knew the dangers that they were in. And so she just saw probably like, okay, wait, is my son going to be trying to dress up like a girl? It was just, it just turned into that. And that's all I heard, you know, like, not like, why are you doing this? You know, versus like, it was just more of a fear. And so I knew at a very yeah. young age, I was different. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've gone from that, that young person who wasn't sure if you needed to like hide your wearing of makeup or hide your various stuff um, to the like glorious being that you are today. And I wonder if you would be willing to share with us about how your relationship to gender has evolved over time, because something happened from point A to point B to yield who you are now. So I'm wondering if you would um, share about that. I think about a lot. Um, I think about that. It took me a long time to own my transness, to own my mm -hmm. trans experience. Um, I remember like it, it would, they used to, it just used to be indoctrinating to me. Like it was like this singular way that you had to be trans. Like if you, you had to like growing up, I didn't even know that you could get HRT and gender affirming care, like 
medically. I just only knew that you can get it from the streets, you know? And so like, mm. it was just so like, so that's kind of already the way I thought about things. I was like, well, I don't yeah. want to go that route. So I always was like, oh, I guess I'm not trans or I was even told I'm not trans enough, you know? So I had a lot of like, um, I had a lot of telling me that I'm just a, a gay feminine black man. And I, you know, I had a lot of that at first. And so I think to know me is to know the double Pisces in me does not like when people tell me what I am or what to do. And so it just was really agitate me. And like, I would be like, well, I don't feel this way. But growing up in Houston, like shout out to the ones that, shout out to my, to the black um, trans folks that saw me in Houston that embraced mm -hmm. me and told me that, really told me about Marsha P told me about all these different folks that knew that knew that we all had to be at the table. And so like, um, it really started making me do just kind of like love myself more, like, because I was really like just listening to others. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to take up a space, you know, like if I'm not, cause I was not taking, um, I wasn't doing the things that the folks were doing to find, to find their gender euphoria. And at that time, and I didn't also, again, didn't know about healthcare, medical. I didn't know about that until I moved to Austin. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so when I went to Austin, it was, it was cool to know that you can get it medically and, you know, like it wasn't just a certain way of like, you know, um, like there was options and then there was options of where you can be queer without having, if you don't want to take HRT. And when I say queer, like yeah. you can be diverse trans and, and it was just like, it was just so great to, for me to pick up and read a book, um, to also just do my history to learn about the, those that came before me. And mm -hmm. I just really started feeling a self-fulfillment of like happiness. I really, really, that's when that radicalness in me came in when I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is that indoctrinated. People are really loving white supremacy because that's what's, you're telling me that I'm not this just because I'm not doing that. And I think if we let go of the shackles of society saying what, what is what and like knowing that queerness queer is very very expansive um and that you don't have to be this you don't telling me that i have to be a woman um just because like that's what you know is seen and shown on tv is just really like aiding into the binary to me you know like and this is very yeah. wild so yeah i just love my I, I don't know it's still something i every day and I still kind of struggle with it because I some people are mean on the internet they're like oh this person says that they're trans but they don't have any they're like you know because I'm not like you know like I'm like you don't even know what I do medically you know so it's it's one of those things of just living out loud every day makes me like find my find my happiness of that yeah 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 I really do feel like at least for me, gender is a choose your own adventure journey. <laughs> and just like, just like you don't have to be on HRT to be trans, you also like on the flip can choose to be on HRT and be non-binary, but not like a more binary trans, like from, from male to female or female to male. Like, I can't tell you how many non-binary friends have like, seeing me start HRT, realize you can customize your body and still be non-binary, right? It's not, it's not like you're, you're buying into the binary just because you chose a medical solution for yourself. Um, and yeah, so 
you can absolutely be trans without any medical transition at all. It just takes a thought. Thank you. A thought, a thought conversation with your medical provider and also ignoring um, what the media already is like trying to pollute us with of like mm-hmm. of us trying to it's our there's already so much stuff that tries to make us hate each other and like yeah. hate within and like separating division it's like kind of like literally like i love what you just said it's your gender it's your own adventure um yeah and picking up a book um what book was it that that you read or are there a couple of books that you read if folks want to read I... the same book I need to go and look. So shout out to Little Gay Shop. Um, they have a whole, a whole plethora of different types of books, and I work there as, um, as a side. And I have to look up the name of the one book that it was by a lock, by a lock. Um, I don't want to butcher a lock's um, last name, but I feel like we all are very aware with a lock. Um, and I have, I have a lock's book. Yes. Um, over there. I actually had a chance to see a look perform live within the last month or so. I was wearing a very good mask and uh, a look gets, gets on the microphone and says, it's a look like joke. <laughs> Just, you know, anyways, I, I bought all of the books that a had there and um, they signed those books for me and it was very great. I'm excited. But... Yeah. And it was really, they were really, I remember them being like the first trans person I followed on Instagram. And um, because I was like, this is, it was so, I saw me in the way that they like spoke with conviction and the way they spoke about like breaking the binary, um, just um, construct of like everyone's thinking, even their own in the way they spoke. So it was just like, I was like, wow, there's such a radical being using storytelling, using just like their own lived experience. And I, myself, I, I like to put on dresses just because, you know, and I'm not thinking about, it's I, it's so, ha- I feel so happy. Like, I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm doing this to be this way. I'm doing this to be that way. I'm doing this because I feel genderfully so good, you know, like, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't need, I'm not looking for um, acceptance. I just feel like, like we all should be accepted, right? Like, so it's not like, yeah. it's hard to like come into the world and it's, I don't look for it. I just feel like to be kind, you should post it like, and I know that's like, you know, it's such a fairy tale, right? Like, but it's just like, that's how I, that's just how I approach um, my way when I walk outside. Like I am looking like this and I'm not asking you to accept me. I'm just asking you to respect me, you know, like, yeah. because I'm not looking for acceptance. So it's like, you know, that part, it's like, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, I don't need you. I know I look good. Like I know this is a good <laughs> place today to go to Walmart in. <laughs> but you know, like I don't know. Like it's and that's something too, just being free, which is sometimes scary out here in Texas. But just mm-hmm. being we have a couple of trans Texans in the chat right now. They are they are deeply <laughs> familiar with that struggle. <laughs> We are together. We are together. <laughs> we are together in here. The trans Texans understand. We are. We get a bad rep. We. I always tell people, okay, I truly understand now the things that they did, like with SpongeBob and Sandy in Texas. Like I didn't understand that as a kid. Like, <laughs> like we. I was like, we get bad rep, and people are like, why don't y'all just leave? I'm like, to be trans in Texas and growing up in Texas. What? 
leave my people. Like I, I so shout out to the trans Texas in the room because like people are like leave Texas. This is my home. Like you know, like we're here. Like I'm. We're painting that white, blue, and pink. You know, like we're not trying to do this whole. When I I love when um like trans Texas show up because like I hear this thing where it's like well you can just leave Texas and it's like no I can't because there's people here we're we're here it's not like it's fifty of us and we're just being stubborn it's like. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, when I see that with the Sandy stuff, I'm always laughing because I'm like, um, we're not in a bubble though, I promise. <laughs> I I know I know that Juice isn't here in the voice call right now, but I can hear Juice emphatically nodding through the keyboard. <laughs> Everything you're saying right now. We're here, we're queer, we do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So let me switch topics. Um, let's talk about trans rights and racial justice. So this this intersection, um, what are some ways that racial justice issues intersect with the fight for trans rights? Yeah, that's, it's, such a huge, it's such a huge question. It is. I think people really forget about intersectionality when they're talking about um, rights in general, um, when it mm. comes to black and brown indigenous POC folks. And I think yeah. that like it's very, very like, like shout out, like I always tell people like, cool, we like i'm like i noticed that like white cis het excuse me white cis gay folks get really really riled up for things that affect them like that if that bar is about to close oh my gosh it's on instagram it's on this it's on that if that is it's like but when it's about these things that are affecting other folks it's like okay like people are like well like with the drag thing like, you know, like everything that's going on with the drag band, those same folks that support it, that love to go to go there are so quiet. Mm. They're about they're so quiet about the drag band, they're quiet about the trans rights, they're quiet about this. And they're always like, Well, I go to the events, I go to that. But it's like not support, not realizing, but also letting stuff going on in your state that affect black people, brown people, indigenous POC people, like certain laws and stuff, and not supporting that is still mm -hmm. being and still not helping us out just because yeah. love to go to the drag shows like you know like yeah it's so that's where it's kind of like to me is the intersection of it like because it's like like i think about like i'm always like thinking about like how like when people are like well folks need to be at the table like when you're talking about black people you're talking about this when you're talking about disabled people you're talking about black people you're talking about trans people you know like and so it's like you know we can't yeah. forget about that and so that comes into racial equality of okay so how can we make sure that these people all these different communities that are marginalized are being safe with which means that if we're gonna like when we want to tackle um equality on disability on disabled folks we also need to make sure that we're incorporating the information that that those there's trans there's there's all these different folks that are usually disabled there's all these different folks that are you know that are in the latinx community they're like you know and i think about that a lot how in here austin where people don't show up enough for the right things. And I, I know we all have our own perception of what's right and what's wrong. And a friend actually was trying to kind of challenge me. I don't know, I'm still debating for friends. Um, was kind of trying to challenge <laughs> on that. And I was like, you know what, you're right. So with right and wrong, it's more about like evil and good. 
Um, mm. And I think that like, what do you think your moral compass is by forgetting about people? Like everything needs to be ADHD compliant to me. I get pissed off when I'm doing something for an event or I'm doing something and like, I can't get, I can't do it no more. Or last minute it's like, or they're like, well, we don't have a state. We don't have a wheelchair accessible for the stage. Well, what makes you think that only able-bodied people are going to want to or performers? Like, what makes you mm-hmm. think like? And that's not fair, you know. And like, it just mind blows me. Like, and so I think about how more people like me, more people like you, more way more brown people need to be in the rooms. Like, to be honest, like, and then honestly, yeah. the allies like you and the allies like that show up for us need to help us get in those rooms too like when it comes to like legislation when it comes to um coalitions when it comes to all these things because we are not like our voices are not being echoed enough it's just that like oh we just know this is going on and when there's just like one i don't i'm not happy when i'm the only person in the room i am not happy i don't feel no boast i don't feel like yes i made it in here with all the white people i'm like i want all my friends up in here so and all the ones that don't have the same lived experience as me but um have us have they're underserved you know like i want them here to be at the table to talk about what they need help in i don't there's a bill going on right now like that just was introduced i have to look up the name of it um i wrote it down and i'm sorry i don't have it but i'll it's okay in the chat um, in Texas where they want to teach third graders how to use tur- tourniquets to for battlefield basically style it's for if there's an active gun shooting or something instead of but right now there's also bills happening to focus on not having gender affirming care for minors in, in Texas not having minors be part of any type of dra- um, drag performers so it's like, what the hell? <laughs> and it's like, so it makes me think about like, okay, so we're, so what if the, what about the ch- children, the, I'm, I literally thought about all the children that are, that use walkers and that, that can't, what about them? So, and so who's going to help them with the disabled tourniquets? And why is that even a thought? Like, why is that even a thought process to put that into the school system. So it just shows how disconnected the people that are in the room making these choices. Like, cause if I know people like me and others were in the room, first of all, the kids would be in the front of our thought of our heart. And we would really not, we would not be banning, you know, their happiness, their euphoric. That's life saving. That's life saving medical yeah. care that talking about and like you know and then I definitely wouldn't be thinking about setting my third grader up to help their bleeding out classmate you know like again what about the folks that are disabled in that setting how 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 do we tell a third grader to help them like why would we even why are we thinking that why are we doing so much to lead with love we're like literally avoid like when I say we those folks like they're literally avoiding to um be compassionate to just be thoughtful of like that you know that uh, that white supremacy is not the leading way of a vital life and it's okay to just say that and i feel like when that's what it gets me it's like we're not in the we're not in the rooms we're not in the rooms people forget so when we're not in the rooms people forget about folks that are living with hiv 
maybe didn't get chose to have, well, a lot of us oh, I take that back no one got chose to have HIV but some situations happened where the, there's these laws that are hit against folks living with HIV when some folks I know unfortunately that that diagnosis from a sexual assault from from mm -hmm. a, from a bad needle from from things that like you know every, we all like in making sexual health and making a diagnosis you can contract in so many ways yeah against you is again people not in the right room like i know if there was there's i know if the people that activate that um like the act up folks i don't i can't i don't know if folks know about act up i can give a good little segment on that another time but they would not allow this so, so it's like but again they don't allow those type of radicals in the rooms <laughs> they don't allow mm -hmm. they don't want to be opposed and so it's just so weird how excuse me so just it's just it, it's very I always say it's kind of, I don't like to say comical because it's not funny, but it's just, it's so rare. It's almost like rare. Like surreal. Like, yeah, like apocalyptic fake reality, yeah. Black Mara esque. What's happening? Yeah. How yeah. Like, we're just like, you know, being these sailor warriors, sailor moon scouts. Shout out to you, Soggy. Um, we're not, we like we're supposed to be in peace we, we like we're not supposed to be in this like survival of having to do this but it's like we have to you know like and i feel like it's something that people need to really remember when we're when they're talking about black lives matter yes but so do trans lives so do disabled lives matter so all those all those so when people and when people say that which is all, also different though from all lives matter <laughs> very much so exactly exactly you know and when people racist say that, dog whistle you know like it's exactly exactly mm -hmm. when people rebuttal me with that it's like why would you okay all lives matter Okay, so when you say all lives matter, you really are just saying, like, they're really saying, like, yeah, so do white people, too. Okay, great. And I agree. Like, but I'm not meaning the complicit white yeah. folks. Complicit yeah, it's, it, it doesn't take into effect or account, rather, the, the multiple pressures that come in from each marginalized identity and the tally of how heavy the weight of multiple marginalization is. Like... I'm disabled and trans. I'm also white. And people don't see my disability. And that's challenging for me because they they don't understand certain behaviors or choices that I make because it has to do with my disability. And like, um, you know, I have the the privilege of being on a stream team called the Disabled Content Creators Collective that was founded by a black agender person who's also disabled. And so like my stream team is intersectional. And it's amazing. So shout out to Disabled Content Creators Collective. If you're on Twitch looking for people to watch, like come watch us. We're a BIPOC forward team. I'm very honored as a white person to be included. Um, and, you know, we're, we're working together for our mutual aid because you're so right that we, we have to be in those rooms where those decisions are being made because the alternative is what we're living right now. It's so yeah. hard. So... Um, I actually, I found these two links that I'll include in the resources for folks later, but there are a couple of maps that you can look at, like equality maps or like the ACLU is tracking, um, the attacks on LGBTQ rights. 
And the state of Texas alone currently has 52 anti-LGBTQ bills, just in Texas. If you if you want to know about the whole country, it's a much larger number. It's like 400 and something, 450 or something like that. 474 bills. Um, yeah, I don't know which state is uh, losing the biggest, <laughs> meaning having the most bills. I don't know. It might be Texas, but, you know, I think Tennessee was not doing great either. They've got 26. Yeah, I don't know. It's well, Texas has like 47 or something. I, I have to 50, go back. 52. They have 52 now. Just yeah. Really passed them too, or excuse me, they secretly introduced them. Um, yeah. And like, there's, I, they don't tell. And so we don't get activated in, unless you're really, unless you're like really, you know, knowledgeable and have that understanding of to do that, which is too, because not everyone, one has access to um, able to do that. And like, you see these Texas, you see these bills that are making it into house. And you're like, wait, what? And like, like yeah. looking at there's like that one, there's this one bill that actually got introduced um, in Texas that in March that it's the uh, HB one two one zero two nine, and it's relating to prohibition prohibition of funding for gender reassignment, like at all. And it's like no one, of course, no one's talking about that because it's not. It's like they're doing their best to be so silent about it. Yeah. Well, they're they're inundating us with information. Right. It's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Researching Texas bills. This is Augie who's writing in the chat. Researching Texas bills was the most depressing work you've done this year. It's ridiculous the amount of things they're trying to shove through. And Juice, who's another another trans Texan. Um, and there's a burnout that activists get when there's so many constant bad bills to fight. Yes. That is that's it. And so just this week, I saw a TikTok video of a Holocaust survivor that someone was asking them, like, you know, are trans people in the States experiencing genocide right now? And the person said, absolutely. That this is, this is what they did to us. This is it. It's happening right now. If you have opinions about what you would have done to the Nazis during the Holocaust, now's your moment, people. <laughs> this is it. This is our generation's Holocaust. We're living it right here in the United States right now. Um, and absolutely, every layer of marginalization is another badge or stripe on your shirt. It's another reason to beat us up, you know, emotionally, physically, whatever. Um, and so you're absolutely right, Debe, that like, when you throw in race, like, every year during Trans Day of Remembrance, like, it is, there are so many trans women of color and gender diverse femmes of color that are on that list. It's totally brutal. And we do that event every year because we have to say their names. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just thinking when you said that, I was like, yes. And those are the ones that are documented. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many more that aren't documented. Um, yeah. Juice is saying... So many want to drive a wedge between LGB and T at this time. It's true. Um, so they be, I'll ask my next sort of planned question here. What do you feel is the leading cause to trans rights and racial equality being taken away? Um, the, going back to what I was saying, the complicity, the complicitness of, mm. of allies, whatever, because to me, at this right now, ally means really being one. So if you are, if those folks are saying that's what they are, the complicitness of that, because 
just telling me you are holding space for me is not doing enough. I really need you to call the call. I'm speaking for my state. Call the Ted Cruz's, call the Greg Abbott's, call your hopefully no one's in Florida. If you are, I'm seeing you so much love. Call the DeSantis's, you know, like call like, you know, seriously, like, you know, really. And then, and then I, good and making my uh my straight friends my wife's friends feel guilty like and like because what you doing if i would not be making you feel guilty if you was out there with me you know what i'm saying so it's like i didn't see you at the capitol and and, i mean we Mm -hmm. all have our own different ways of doing things too so i challenge that when anyone tells you like well you weren't you weren't out here with with your picket like i don't go out there and protest. Fund something if you have the capacity to. Um, to figure out a way. What I always literally fig- tell folks: you don't have to do what the most the most radicalist thing, but you should figure out where you can align with that you can be radical because yeah. you have the privilege to. So complicit yeah. white folks really are, and I say that with like no sugarcoatness. Like I'm not trying to be kind, mean or anything, just that, that it is that like people are always like kind of sometimes looking to the brown indigenous black folks to like, what? We're getting beat up. We're getting killed. If you look on the Twitter, if you look on everything, if we do, when we stand up for when we get killed, two folks in Tennessee get kicked out. You know, like it's like so we really, it would be amazing if people started a riot, just like how they did with Ukraine, just like how they do with these, you know, these folks with us with the folks and like you know like i want that i don't want anyone to be discounted i believe that every that these like those what was happening in the world is not okay with so many things i just don't like it when it's like but what about us you know and so what's the leading cause of taking the transfers like where well, we see like countries are able to do this to this country we see that states are able to do this, to this state so we're seeing that there's no no boundaries <laughs> like mm-hmm. countries can just do that um states can say well no longer to this and so that's just really it the leading no we're not the folks that have the privilege to use their free speech are not when they decide to i hope this is okay to say they go to they it's january 6th like mm-hmm. january yeah sorry. Yeah, like, I, yeah I no, you got it. You got it. Yeah, the, the insurrection I stuff there, where so I don't remember a bunch of white people with guns decided to go to the Capitol because really? they wanted Trump to keep being president. Yeah, it's I'm passionate it's about that. So passionate. And so it makes me think about, well, I feel like if more people were passionate about others' lives, like we think when I think about there's another, there's a bill going on right now that actually was done in 2017 that made it really this make it really hard for again brown black indigenous people of color to vote in texas so if i came and use my freaking thing that the the darn government gave me so to speak as to say what i what i would like i can't even do it this way so when i go out and i start when Tulsa happened and people started burning stuff because you didn't let them vote, it's like, which way do you want us to go? Like, you know, we, mm-hmm. you want us to, you don't let us do it the way you want us to. We can't walk up in the White House and talk to the president. We can't even now vote. We, you know, so it, it's like they, they put, they, folks really want us to be just so submissive. <laughs> like, yeah. why? 
if I have a beautiful child that is telling me that knows that they're going to be happy, if I let them live their life, figure out their gender euphoria and just be here on their journey with them, why would I just be like, and because I, because somebody tells me about what religious, I think really all of this is based on white supremacy and religious, religious beliefs. Okay. Like why? That's not fair. Like, like it's like, that's just so, so weird and a, a hard way to process. It's so hard for me to process that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would want my beautiful brown child to be safe. I would want them. And then, and let's just switch the roles. If I was a if I was a white person and I fell in love with someone brown, fell in love with someone that was not white, I, anything that their family, their auntie, their grandmas, I want them to make sure I get the same thing. They, they get the same thing that I'm getting, whether that's yeah. affirming care, affirming medical care, yeah. rights, all of that. So it's just, that's where I think about, I wish people said that. Like, I wish the Karens, the Julias, the, the folks that aren't those folks that the media has made just to be this person i i hear a lot of white women be like oh that's not i'm not like that okay well show us that like Mm -hmm. that you're not like that well show us like i want you to be like like you know like because why not (laughs) they just really need to flip the table Uh, Jesus was brown. You're you're referencing <laughs> if flipping tables. There's a whole story. If she agrees in religion, but I'm not Christian anymore. Um, but there's a whole story in the Bible about Jesus being mad about this kind of stuff, right? Inequality and flipping the tables of the people who are counting their money on the tables. Like, nope. Like, I'm literally going to interrupt your accounting process because you're doing it wrong. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Um, Anyways, we were talking about, you know, I didn't see you at the protest and I want to talk about what are, what are the way, the different ways people can engage? Because you're right that not everyone can be there. Like I can tell you, um, especially when uh, the Black Lives Matters protests were so, there was, a, there was a lot of energy around it in 2020 during pandemic times. And um you know, for me, it was a combination of like, I'm disabled and I don't have access to a wheelchair. So I cannot physically go do the march because I can't stand for that long physically. I don't have it in my body to do that. Um, but for my family, like we did find ways to support those who are protesting. Like we, we bought a cart, we put together a medical kit. Like we found people who were doing that work and like funded them and gave them money and resources to do what they were doing and like checked on them. And like, you know, a bunch of research on safe ways to do the protesting, like kind of clothes you need to wear, what kind of stuff and share that information around. And so like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to participate in those pieces. Um, Even if you're disabled, even if you're whatever it is, right. Even if you're broke, you can be broke and disabled and trans and of color and still participate. Like, you know, um, you just have to find your place. And so I guess my, my question is, um, what are the different ways of participating? So yes, going to the March, like if someone wants to go to a March, how do they find out about that? But also like, what are, what are the other options? Like, I, I, I know that I personally sat and wrestled with that question for a really long time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wonder what other answers you might have in addition to some of the stuff that I just shared. Yeah, that's a very good question. And I do too think that like, 
as a disclaimer, anything first and first most putting your thinking about your safety is very important in any way when it comes to kind of like just navigating life as a queer person, gender diverse person, but especially when it's like, okay, I want to show up for my people, my friends, my family. But I also, I think all that, you also have to think about how, what safeness for you. And cause like, like some people think, well, I can't, I, they instantly get intimidated by ideas and they think that protesting is the only way, but it's like protesting is so many ways. So like you can be loud as hell on your Instagram. If you're always posting flowers and rainbows and you're like, well, that's what my Instagram's for. Awesome. Great. Change it up. Like post, po post, be that like post, like, you know, like, and don't just post just to post, like literally read. Like I tell my friends that don't, like cause some things are like, not even correct information. Like I, and I get like, get really excited. You just want to like, but really doing your work of like reading and making sure what you're posting is like, you know, factual, like giving yourself five minutes or 10 minutes a day to like, make sure like that I'm understanding what's going on with the stuff that I want to support. Um, I love what you said about like the PACS thing. Cause when I used to work at the Kind Clinic out here in Texas, I actually did a protest pack uh drive for the black lives matter um movement and it was beautiful because again a lot of us one we're all working nonprofit. we all are kind of interconnected with the community we want to figure out how we can show up some people again some folks have will or in wheelchairs some folks are in other not seeing disabilities to where that's not for them it was so fulfilling for them to still be able to like make these packs for the people so like mm -hmm. I always tell people, get creative. Ask those organizations that are supposed to be community focused, but are like, and they are like, have a board full of white people, ask them to help you, your creative drive come to fruition. Like, you know, challenge them, challenge these organizations, challenge these targets, not the targets, but you know, challenge these folks that are right now doing the whole um, queer appropriation for pride, challenge them to help you mm. help community um, by asking. And again, like, you know, and it's not one of those things where you you might get success, but it's amazing to know that you went to sleep, said that you tried more than you did before. Um, so posting, you know, going, if you're on Facebook, I am part of a lot of like trans discords, trans Texas things in Facebook and stuff. So we all kind of can communicate like, hey, this is, we're all, if you want to go to the Capitol, but don't know anyone to go to, they talk about stuff like that. So if you, and if you don't have one, make, like make be i always tell people be, if there's nothing that's there's nothing that's not out there and you find a need for it, it sounds like you need to be the one to start forth be the one to lead into that so mm -hmm. make safe space for your friends or for the people um if you got the money donate you know like mm -hmm. like, like you know you got the money but i i'm talking that to say that to your allies say that to your straight friends i have us queer people really need to keep a money um but mm -hmm. like but if we can, we can. Like, you know, if it's because I, I really resonate with the, like, baby, I got this extra $20. I want to give it to this organization. Like, I, so I just don't want it to be that, like, I have to do, extend myself or lose my, a meal for today to help out. Like, because I know that guilt, I feel like some folks that are non-Black or non-Brown um, and Indigenous folks, like, they, they, they feel like it's a form of guilt. They're like, well, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, it doesn't have to be a trans. I think don't think about it as a transactional thing. 
wait, be first, be genuine that you really want to be supportive. Because sometimes I have yeah. like, I have conversations with friends. They're like, well, I showed up to your events. And I'm like, showing up to my events, showing up to my storytelling stuff is amazing, but that's not supporting my Black trans life. Like, you know, yeah. like, I, so I always challenge them with that. Like, yes, that's amazing. Put, you're putting, you're showing up, you're putting money in our pockets, but caring about our safety is a whole nother thing. Like talking to your, when you're those clicky volleyball themes that a lot of our folks are in and all the, <laughs> gay, the gay leagues talk about dropping the card. I'm always like that person at the table, like blah, 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 blah. So it's like, I, I'm always like thinking too, wow, I wonder, it would be amazing if one of my like, kind of trying to be progressive friends like started being this annoying with their friends like because I, mm-hmm. like, like, I so be annoying to your friends that don't talk about it that don't talk about abortion rights that don't talk about because oh i should have said that earlier when we're disbanding that we're disbanding a lot of things oh, ugh, i can go on and on <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i'm wondering how to make activism a habit so we were just talking about how important it is to have this piece and how um, you you like to be, did you call it, did you call yourself being annoying with your friends? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just you sort of become a bug in their ear. And so, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on, I mean, this, this won't be in the podcast recording. It, it'll be on the YouTube channel though. The, the thing I said during my trans check-in today about how I have this new medication and now I need to have this whole new morning routine around it because of reasons and so I'm, I was thinking to myself, you know, for me as an autistic person, so if we bring in the intersection of neurodiversity in addition to trans and race and disability, um, you know, I really thrive on um, habits and routines. And so, and so I wonder if we can dream up what are different routines of resistance? Maybe that's, maybe that's the name of the chat book that we make about it, right? Routines of resistance. <laughs> love that because that's also like a way to like a nice candy coated way of saying too for folks like a way to challenge your inherited um prejudice and um you know other things because not just white folks have like that too like some of us are have things that we didn't know that was like really just problematic to think (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i love that because it's like that's what we want we want to resist resist the bad resist the not so well thoughts <laughs> yeah so and maybe maybe this is becoming a brainstorming session between you me and chat too like i don't expect you to have all the answers i just i love that i love that this podcast is a is a space where we can have these kind of conversations and think about these things so mm-hmm. like for me making the show is one of my routines of resistance mm-hmm. like you know uplifting various uh gender diverse perspectives with all of these other intersections of identity as well because you know it's it for me it's all about interviewing gender diverse people about their special interests and that may include their additional identities um you know we've had trans and plural people we've had trans and bipoc people we've had trans and neurodivergent people so many so many trans and neurodivergent people (laughs) like (laughs) and um you know, trans and disabled people. And so, um, yeah, I really, I like this, this question of routines of resistance. So, you know, if I think about what are some of mine, so we've got this show, um, we've got Solidarity Resources, which is a combination of Discord announcement channel, and it's part of our Substack now. So we have writing that goes out regularly, 
um, that disseminates information to do this type of work, um, but also about, you know, access to different forms of care. So it's like, hey, did you know that um, there are a couple of states in the U.S. that cover trans healthcare 100% from right. the state? Like I shared that with you in the pre-show and like yeah. people don't always know that stuff, right? So that's another routine of resistance or like um, we've got like the the Trans 101 sh short that I record that goes out once a week on usually Fridays. And it's like, you know, this this one minute blurb with information that people may or may not know. And so my goal with that is to educate our allies. Um, that's why it's 101, not 201 or 404 or whatever. <laughs> Gender not found. <laughs> So, so yeah, I wonder, you know, what are some other routines of resistance? Like we have mutual aid events and I think we can, we can get into not only are, are we working on planning those, but also like deciding the frequency those are going to happen. And so then it's like, this is just part of your monthly life is like engaging in mutual aid efforts every month is just part of the deal. So I see Miramis writing in the, in the chat, each paycheck, if you can afford it in your budget, set aside X amount to give to a cause or mutual aid thing is another idea or send or write an email or a letter to a politician each week. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell me more, tell me more ideas that you have, they be for routines of resistance. Um, I'm a person that likes to give, um, I look at life as levels. And so like, mm -hmm. I love like to like be like start minimal. So like, even if you're like, if it's something like a new thing that you're like, okay, I'm really trying to be more, um, supportive and more, like you said, resistant. I think of like, for myself, it really just being more informed was the first stickler to everything. When I just started being more informed, like when, like I, yes, I understand the news is a little triggering. The news is can be um, very like one wing type of thing, but there's other avenues of ways of like getting the information that you need, like following equality, following um, like newsletters that are trans and gender diverse folks makes like yourself and um, really like being informed on what's happening that like there's this podcast that I listen to. It's called Up First. And it's basically you get like in your like, basically like 10 second, 10 minutes. It's on NPR, usually well, 14 minutes. Some of them are 14 minutes. Some of them are like 13, but most of them, it's like, it tells you basically everything that you, instead of like reading a whole article, if you want to just listen to a 13 minute podcast while you're brushing your teeth and doing all that, it tells you about things that are happening in like Syria, things that are happening with the Palestinians and how they're being oppressed and like things that you don't get to hear because Fox News ain't going to tell you, Anderson Cooper yeah. ain't going to it, you know like mm -hmm. um and it helps you because i know what it's like sometimes being queer and all i'm only involved in is like what's happening with the laws right now here in texas and i sometimes have to remind myself you know like and like and i know that sounds kind of silly be like okay well let me look at other worldly issues that are going on to kind of like elevate from what's happening in my face but i mean I'm resisting, like I'm resisting from thinking that everything's okay when it's not. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, I look and do that. Um, and also I just think about the, I have a friend, I was so, he was so proud to tell me this yesterday. I know he was, cause he's a 
cool white person from New Zealand and he's gay and so supportive. And he was just like, I started doing volunteering at the Kind Clinic. And that's really amazing because you're a software engineer that don't got to volunteer. Like, you know, but you want to be in the Kind Clinic just to give you background is a sexual health, um, health clinic that provides free HRT, free gender framing care um, to folks that are marginalized and um, provides a safe space for uh, HIV treatment and um, STD treatment and um, getting tested and knowing your status and all this is free and it's a nonprofit out here and it really fo it's supposed to be focusing on like you know the brown people out here in Austin and um, it's amazing when I was literally just telling someone I was like show up like like Rihanna said pull up like you know like just think about things because I'm big on like again if you have five dollars that you feel like you can send to a mutual aid, that's amazing, but it's not always about transactional things too. Like being a volunteer is just like giving you giving your money. Like, you know, like, and not taking, it's not you taking up a space either if you feel like you don't align with say the event or whatever's going on. I literally love when non-Black people want to help out with my events and break down a table. Thank you, reparations. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're all- <laughs> You know, like we like if you want to help, that's amazing. Like, I, yeah. like if you want to be a blog, like if you want to write, if you, I love when people offer, be like, hey, can I write a blog post about this? You can, you know, like huh? this is Nefertiti for those who are listening later. Nefertiti has just leapt into my arms. Paige might run. She might smell the cat from the the computer and run up here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like showing up in so many ways, looking at your capacity too. How yeah. many checking your spoons, you know, like it doesn't happen. And like then like again, there's levels because once you start doing one thing, you're gonna get activated. When I started listening yeah. to up first, baby, I then I started really giving a crap about that was our swear. He used it. There it is. I used it no more. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> But I really did. I really started caring deeply about not just things that affected me. I really cared about the oppressions of everything around me and how like, oh, I need to, where where can I support people? And so I can, then maybe I can, this karmatic energy will come back to my black life. You know, like I think about mm -hmm. it like that. I know that might be selfish, but I do think of it that way. I think of it, if mm -hmm. I live this life of, being able to show up for others, someone will show up for me. Someone will show up for my little sister. Someone will show up for, you know, the um, the Trayvon Martins. So someone will show up for them. And if I show up for my friend, because I want to, you know, and like, and I think about it like that, like, how can I just not be, what was I not doing yesterday that I could do today? I love when mm -hmm. someone said in the chat, by emailing, you could literally like get a template. And Child, I know we don't like it, but chat, if we're going to, if we have it, we might as well use it. Chat GPT can make you a mean letter to your government. <laughs> like, if you don't have <laughs> literary skills, don't you fret. Chat GPT, <laughs> use, use capitalism against them and use AI against them. Like, there's so many, <laughs> like, there's so many ways we can do this. <laughs> that's really, that's really clever. Um, you know, there's there's something I appreciated that you sort of mentioned in passing in that last um, that last sharing that you did about um, learning about what's happening in Syria or Palestine or other places, 
And I think that's another intersection that's worth pulling in is this like, you know, especially if you live in the United States, um, it's, it is hard to realize if you've always lived in the United States, how centric the American, meaning United States and not North American, the American like opinion is on the internet globally. Because like, I can't tell you how much news and how much information is so centered on what's happening here in the US. Um, you know, my friends in Canada, Germany, the Netherlands, South Africa, Japan, all over the place are constantly telling me about how they know more about American politics than they know about what's happening in their own country. Because our biggest export, frankly, is our media, which includes social media. And so like for those who live in the States, like part of our work too is, is learning about what's happening elsewhere and caring about that too. <laughs> At least having enough information to know what's going on, right? So, um, you know, we actually, I will, I will mention this here because it feels very topical to all the things we're talking about. We do have a mutual aid event coming up at the end of the month for my friend Kimsey, who is a Indian South African disabled um, content creator who's like working on finishing. She's been in, she's been in school 12 years and she's working on finishing her schooling and needs that those sorts of accessibility solutions. There's been rolling power outages since 2007 in South Africa. Every day, the power is out for multiple hours and sometimes it lasts for days. And so like, I didn't know there was rolling blackouts in South Africa for decades, literally. And it took having a friend there, like telling me about it and telling me how bad it was. And so, you know, this, this community, along with some other communities as well, are actually working to do something about it. And so we are going to have a mutual aid event for Kimsey at the end of the month. And it's like yeah. things like that have to get awoken up from us being informed, right? Like if you did yeah. not, like if that didn't come from a channel of somewhere else, because again, they when I go, when I travel, it's kind of like so wild when I'm like, when I, I came from Mexico, a couple, was it? Well, it, was, it was Mexico, but then on even before Mexico, when I was traveling from the um, Virgin Islands, it was like the 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 news in the airports. It's like you're. It's like what? Like you see all. It's like mm -hmm. it's, it's wild because it's like wait, what? Like you're you're like it's like and it's like you're like whoa 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 whoa. There's so many things that they're not telling us and they only want us to worry about, you know, why they d won't stop gun laws. You know, like they don't, they don't want yeah. us to worry about the stuff that we should be worrying about. And I was like, I did not know this was, I don't know. It was actually something happening in Haiti and I can't mm -hmm. remember what was happening. But the fact that it was, is like something, of course they won't show. That's a whole nother thing of them not wanting to show what's happening in Haiti, but like places like that. And I have, I have people that I really, really, really love and care for that are, you know, Southeast Asian that are, um, that are directly from Jordan that, um, haven't, that have helped educated me about the oppression that they face, about what happens when you're trans, what happens when you're gender diverse there, just even being part of the culture of the family, you know, like, so living there is a whole nother thing. And like, it's mm -hmm. like, 
I, that's why it's so important for me sometimes when I'm like, y'all, if we can convince people that our Black, trans, Indigenous, and POC folks' lives matter here, we can maybe trickle it over to the other parts of the world. Like, that's where this is coming from. It's like, I'm not just trying to do this for me. I'm not just trying to do this for the Texans. I want this, like, for, like, you know, everyone that's involved. I want this for everyone that can, um, I don't know, that can feel that can feel that their life would be somewhat more safer if that mm -hmm. knew that they were valued. And I, every day I see this stuff going on. Like I, I shout out to ACT UP, shout out to my friends that teach me about stuff that happens in like, you know, Syria that happens in Israel. Like I grew up with the news. Anytime I did see things about it, it was nothing about what they, what was really happening. It was like, oh, this is happening. This uh, this aggressive thing is happening, but it wasn't like a, you know, like, oh, we're also oppressing these people and killing them and da da da, -da and helping out with the part. Like, you know, they were not. We're also aiding in what black people just stopped having to deal with twenty years ago from the nineteen seventy. So it's like just mind blowing to me that mm -hmm. like, you know, um, people are having to fight for their rights like that in that capacity in a whole nother place. So, and I, and so it's just like, so apocalyptic um, to me to see the world like that. And so I just definitely aid in the people of doing your research about what's not just like, I, I definitely don't want to invalidate what's happening, say per Arizona. But I also think that you get more activated when you see what's happening in um, like, you know, uh, the, places that you don't hear about, like the small places in Mexico, the um, the places that, like I was, I literally told one friend, I was like, you should just look up the, the amount of trans murders that happen in the United States and also the trans murders that happen out of the country. And you would see why people yeah. are so adamant about safe, having bathroom safety, having um, informed trauma medical providers. Like it's like, mm -hmm. We die we like this is documented deaths first of all you know like and like yeah. it's like so it's just all these things i'm like just if you just did more research you would see why do you you would see the gap in this you would see the gap of like our lives are just not important it's 2000 it's not even the sixth month in and i can't i i i had to my therapist made me has has really tried to make me, has got me into the habit, unhabit of not looking up how many Black trans folks have died um, every day counting, because I was really into that. Like I was, mm -hmm. I was, it really, I had to keep reminding myself, they don't care about us, they don't care about us. And so um, I stopped that habit because it was kind of hurting my mental health, but also just like, it was a realization. When I was doing that, I did that as an example of, if that number goes down a little bit, cool. You know, um, if it goes down just a little bit and it's just like being informed um, and really, really understanding that no one's life is any less important. <laughs> yeah. And I think like if that, I know that sounds so like, like, right? Like, oh, we all thought that way, it would be so easy, but um, if you have a friend that's talking to support your friends too, there's some of our friends that talk about being in the poli policy and politics, but they don't have the support. Like I, yeah. I have, there's some trans, we need some, we need more transgender diverse people in up at the hill, 
you know, like support your friend's dream. Don't tear them down either. Like some of us, like, I mean, I don't support any of my friends wanting to be a cop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I also challenged that if that came up, like, okay, you, you want to be a savior. You want to help the folks. Let's figure out how we can get you to use that my like you know i challenge that so i always try to help aspire when i hear people wanting to do stuff i'm like okay i think one you need to be seen and you need to be valued so mm-hmm. uplift your friends uplift these organizations that need it like sometimes i think about like like the shout out to Algo that saved my life um this this is our organization out here that focuses specifically on the latinx and the uh black and brown community in austin um with different holistic services and services like that like they need they need support they need like people to look at them so i just think about like doing your research of like the people that are really active in the community that like could use the support mm-hmm. um so Gothic Pluto, who's actually, remember when I told you about the Sabled Content Creators Collective, Gothic Pluto is one of my stream teammates. Um, so Pluto um, chimed in a great transition to our next question. Pluto says, also something that can be such an act of routine resistance is genuine self-care and rest because you cannot pour from an empty cup. So I would love to to take a moment and talk about um you know, ways to practice self-care while keeping our activism alive. Because yeah. like it's it feels like we have to find rest while we're running. Like like we have to find those those moments and practices of um care, rejuvenation, and frankly joy. Because there's so much there's so much out there that kind of can beat us up mentally. And so, you know, routines of resistance are crucial for not only us as trans trans people, but also for our allies. But mm-hmm. what's very important for us, the people who are like the, the activists on the front lines, like shaking it up, doing the stuff, is finding the ways to do both the care and the resisting. Um, because I know for me, I, I can get into these moments where I feel like there's so much that's wrong that needs to be addressed that I can either one, get overwhelmed to get frozen because there's so much to do and where do I even start? Um, and the answer for me is usually, um, I focus on friendship and love because that is the kind of spirit that I have and that's the, the room I have. And so my resistance tends to be centered around um, mutual aid for trans surgeries and helping like trans and disabled people, um, often also who are of color because we, like Gender Federation, my stream team, like prioritizes people of color, mutual aid recipients over white people. Um, and so like, you know, it's, it's for, for me at least, it feels so paralyzing and powerless to focus on the political pieces. But what I can focus on is the social justice pieces of like, you know, I can't, I don't feel like I can fix the policy that makes it so that we don't have access to care. Like, you know, if someone slides me a petition, I will sign it. I will send it to everybody. I know whatever, but like, but what I can focus on is like organizing mutual aid events and have the community do for us what our governments are failing to do for us, which is pay for the medical care that we need to be alive and thrive. 
And so, you know, housing has also come up a few times, um, mutual aid around housing stuff for various trans community members has come up. Um, so we do some of that too. It's not the, it's not the focus of gender federation. So when that happens, it's like, okay, this will be a gender monster event. <laughs> like, you know, the federation is really focused on the surgery stuff. I don't know. Like that, the, the grassroots like focused on the hyperlocal and responding to the needs of those like in my, I mean, it's an online community, so it's also international, but it feels local because it's like, you know, the people I'm talking, the the 50 people I'm talking to every day or whatever, it's our little microcosm. Um, so yeah, sorry, that's kind of a long pile of words I just said, but the, the question that I'm trying to get back to is practicing self-care while keeping our activism alive. What does that look like for you? Uh, I love what you said about like just the... Uh... Um, being a spirit of being around centered of your friends and love. Um, shout out to my chosen family that mm. they don't know it, but they help keep the light on um, for me. I I definitely have to take a moment at times and I really love on the people that love on me. Um, and I say, don't take that for granted no more. I used to be very like, I didn't think I, I did not, I was not intentional with my bonds. So part of my self-care is just being intentional, like with the things around me, because remembering that there's life outside of this, there's life, because I feel like I wake up and I'm this being, like, I think to know as an activist is to know that there, we are all kind of like, we just wake up with the mic. We just wake up with that, bitch, I'm about to get you. Like, I, you did, you, I, world, I'm coming for you. And like, it's nice to sometimes have friends that remind you to be like, hey, hey, <laughs> like, and put your shoulders down and love on you and hug on you. So I love to be around my chosen family. Um, I love to do yoga. And I know all, and I'm not one of those like, you know, yoga yogis that like, pay a subscription or anything like I'll do the Nike training app and I'll um get in my zone I'll go to the park and really get down and um, I also there's this I don't I, I think Black Swan is um actually a lot of places I used to think it was only in Texas but Black Swan is this donation-based place that I go to I support um this queer black uh trans yogi that is an instructor there uh, so I'd love to go to their classes. We call it queer church, gay church, because it's like a lot of us come there on Sundays, like at the 11 a.m. class too. And it's just so, it's not, it's so, I love fellowship community. Um, uh, and I also tell myself too, that sometimes it's okay to just be quiet and be still. Like sometimes, you know what, this for me, or I, it's not even, that's not for me. I my spoons and capacity, I was just riled up at the capacity. If I was just at the Capitol last week, I might not have it in me this week. And mm -hmm. that's okay. Like, it's so okay with checking in with yourself and telling that little voice in your head, like whatever is telling you that you're not doing enough, like kind of like disabling that. If you, if, it's hard, but trying to disable that um, spirit of comparison, that spirit of self-doubt, because mm -hmm. no one's judging you about you weren't Superman enough or you weren't like, no one should be, you know, like, and no one's like, we're all shout out to any queer person that is doing more than just um, being that's doing more than just being here. Like anyone that's mm -hmm. doing extra, like uh, surviving and like, you know, shouting, like supporting like the rights and posting about it. Like that's 
shout out to you. And then also shout out to you for just existing and trying to be here. Like you, like, you know, like that whole judgment of like, you don't, I don't see them ever saying anything like those type of people. They, those folks are, I, I want to call them in and realize that no one is a, more of an activist than the other. Like no one is less of an act. Like it's, that's not the approach of the mindset to look at. And that's the best self-care for me was to really stop comparing and stop thinking about, you know, if I'm doing things out of positive and genuine love, like that's what matters. And that's what it is seen. Um, and I love, love going, but Paige has been asleep by me this whole time. So she hasn't like jumped in my lap, but I love going with my cute little husky mix dog. I got her from, I don't know what she is, but I love going outside with her and getting, she gets all the love and gets all the compliments and it's mm. fine. Like I, the, I, I, the queerest in me kind of doesn't like it, but it's fine. Like everyone says, <laughs> so it's, it's nice. Like I really just being present, um, going outside and remembering this is the life that I'm fighting for. So I sometimes just stop and enjoy the, and I, I enjoy it as the meteor is coming mm -hmm. and the sky is falling and rain and it's literally in flames. I literally stop and smell the flowers sometimes. Cause I'm like, what else? Am I? And I know that yeah. sounds not in a sense of like, I'm disassociating, but I'm not like, I'm realizing that, okay, today I'm taking off. I'm not going to transform into Sailor Moon. Today I'm going to just be. Um, and realizing that you don't have to be on all the time, telling myself that as I'm saying, telling myself that right now, as I'm saying to you, <laughs> I don't have to be on all the time. And, um, that's self-care. So people forget that self-care is self-progress. Um, people forget also too, that like you are your best friend, your best being your best, everything. And going, and if you don't, if you don't worry about you and your spoons then you're not really even the best soldier right now like you're not like mm -hmm. i don't really want you in the front line if you're not even at the best like if you're not caring about yourself loving on yourself you know like you really got to think about like hold on like am i what is you know so i love that check-in shout out to therapy i i know and that's <laughs> the whole thing i love doing i love doing resources on like helping folks that can't get into therapy because I understand like with insurance and things about like um I love the free little groups that they have online uh catch you if those I don't know in the chat maybe have seen me on a couple of support groups because I love just fellowship of trans folks coming together and being able to hold space for one another that's that's my pastime when I have the ability just to sit and say hi it's kind of like a pen pal thing you know so mm. i love fellowship i love seeing trans people have joy that's part of my self-care mm -hmm. i love all of those answers um i have some more that i've been jotting down it's a combination of things the chat has been saying and some additional like practices that i also have so in addition to like affinity-based support groups like a trans support group um, you know, there's also various like 12 step or recovery groups that people could participate in, which has a very sort of structured offering for self-care. Um, there are like breathing exercises. A friend told me about Wim Hof breathing recently, and it's been like rocking my world. And it's so cool how it's like psychosomatic. <laughs> like I spent 11 minutes doing this breathing thing and then my mood just totally shifts. And I just, I'm like a much 
more wonderful person to be around. Um, you know, there's meditation and that comes in many forms, not just, you know, sitting and being empty in your head, but there's walking meditation and all kinds of things like even coloring or drawing can be meditative. Um, you know, calling a friend on the phone and catching up, like just building those community connections, not because you're calling to like ask them to show up at the protest, but just because you're calling because it's a Tuesday, like, you know, those remembering to tend your relationships um, just because it's, it's enriching and life-giving to do so. Um, you know, doing creative projects, like working on your Legos you've bought and have been meaning to do forever, or your like diorama thing, like, you know, whatever, just your, your little creative things. Maybe you got it as a holiday gift and you never did it because you never took the time to do it. Um, you know, having, having time with either friends or like fellow activists, but the point of that time is not to do the work. It's to actually like relax together, you know, like having that, um, camaraderie time, the fun, like rest time that's together. Cause then you're both resting and both having the fun, um, sleeping and napping are also great things you can do for self-care always forever sleeping and napping. Um, you know, something that has worked really well for me and the Clouder, which is the name of my community. I'm Gender Master, and then we're the Clouder. And we all do this brand called Gender Master. So it's confusing because Gender Master is me and it's also us. <laughs> but um, doing the work um, in turns, like taking turns at doing it. So then it's not always any one of us. And then we have time to rest and pursue other things, but the work is still getting done. And so it doesn't feel like it's this like all or nothing, like we have, we like, I have to keep going because no one else is doing it sort of thing. Um, and then someone in the chat mentioned they were going to go, speaking of self-care, they were going to go take a soak in a bath. So there's also like, what are your grooming routines that like make you feel good and make you feel happy and like, you know, like your body is presenting the way it's supposed to be in your mind. Um, and that works for all the genders, right? Like whatever your grooming routine is. Um, and then, you know, the last thing I'll throw in is um, in my Discord server, we do have regular community events, like every other weekend, sometimes it's three weekends a month, whatever. We've got stuff going on and people can just come and like do the trans joy and community thing. And it doesn't have to be about a specific activism thing. We just get to like share joy and community together. And I feel like all of those are, are like replenishing forms of, um, self-care. And that's mm -hmm. the other, the other piece of that. Um, so I'm, I want to give sort of a last call to the chat. If there's any other questions people want to make sure they throw out there, um, cause we are getting close to time for wrapping up today. Um, but in the meantime, um, is there anything else they be that we that we missed about your thoughts on trans rights and racial justice that you want to make sure that you say today? Um, first of all, this was like thank y'all for allowing me to yap, yap, yap and go on because I feel like I got covered a lot. <laughs> and I love platforms that allow spaces like this too, because it's so important. Um I if I didn't miss it, maybe like making a I'm a very focus on it is that, again, being complicit 
is just as being um, opposing. Um, complicitness is what's killing us. Complicitness is what's allowing us to be dead. Complicitness is what's allowing us to not be seen or valued. And I really challenge people to look within with that, If especially if you have the privilege of getting um, there. Novels have that. So if you have the privilege of getting like therapy to help decolonize your colonism and your white supremacy, do it. Like there's therapists that literally on psychology today that say that they will do that for you, you know? Um, so like st just really, I, I feel like I did a lot of not remind, I want to remind folks that taking care of yourself is the best way to have the most enjoyable life too. And so with that being said, because when you're happy, you want to make sure everyone else is happy and you want to be, you're more motivated for the fight. Um, mm -hmm. I remember I had to really take care of my mental health before I was able to just be out here. You know, like I really had to find, have tools to re to reactivate my joy when I was having these moments because I'm out, like being, it's not fun being in front of people or dealing with people that truly don't like your existence, um, especially mm -hmm. when depending on what role you're taking. So just really like putting in like the work for yourself to show up for your community. Uh, I think we, we, me and you both said some really amazing ideas of how you can just be a little bit more active, a little bit more. I always challenge my folks, how can you just be a little bit more how can you activate the if you, if it's activating your household some of us have roommates if you have two roommates in the house that say nothing about abortion rights that that intertwine with trans rights then hey y'all talk about it on the spaghetti what they gonna do like you know like <laughs> like i you know we gotta have we gotta like make have difficult conversations like it's so cool to talk about the weather it's so great to have these surface level conversations but also like maybe right now it's the time to not be like I'm talking from a standpoint of what I'm going through in Texas but I know that there's it's not butterflies and dandelions and wherever we're all at and so I just think look thinking small okay I can't help you could maybe think like maybe man baby I really can't help what you got going on over there but I but I want to I get I care I want I give a crap about things I want to support cool. I would really look within the disparities that are happening in the community that does not affect you. That's a that's that's really a cool way to figure out what's going on. When you just look like be like if you know that you're housed right now, I would google something to do with the unhoused folks of let's say indigenous folks. There's like no the news never will tell you about a, a missing indigenous person. The news mm -hmm. will never tell you about crime that happened to an indigenous person. So that's a great way to yeah. start, especially folks that have tribes around them. Um, I can go on and on <laughs> about the <laughs> true crime that happens with that and how they don't um, acknowledge, uh, how they don't acknowledge the crime that happens to not just the women, the kids, um, the young queer men, the young um, non-binary folks that are indigenous. The spirit, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's no you, you you'll see how there's not a lot of documented. You'll see more articles yeah. about it versus you'll see news and um, stuff. Right. So really just that. And I actually I'm glad you asked me that question because I have been really, really trying to explain to folks that folks that are indigenous are here. Like they are out, they are here, and it's we are aiding in ignoring them.
Like, you know, like just, and I get the fight for all of us trying to be on the ladder. I get my black life really understands it, but I am literally trying to pull this indigenous person with me. And I think that like, we sometimes forget about that because again, getting medical care for them on the plantations on, on the tribe lands is so complicated to help with them getting like they have to sometimes be like oh, i have to like leave my tribe just to get affirming gender care and that's not that's not fair because sometimes leaving that's like leaving benefits that they have that's leaving all they know and that's not fair to mm, some yeah. folks that something that they want to do you know like yeah. you know like so yeah. We just doing our research. I really want to say that's a my biggest takeaway too is like looking around about the folks. If you're a different race, if you're a different race, like look about the other races in you here. That's really where fellowship comes from. I really, mm -hmm. uh, I really got when I started going to when I really started embracing my Caribbean Latinx community out here. When I started really wanting to learn more about how I can support my Southeast Asian community out here that are queer it started really being like how can we all support each other it just was so beautiful to have a bigger family a bigger chosen family and and then also i so when i know things that when i'm in a room or if they're in a room we're, we're thinking about each other you know like it's it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful yeah. thing because then it's it scares the folks that are like whoa i was not expecting y'all to all band together <laughs> yeah um can you share an experience with gender euphoria Yes. Mm, I have not. Shout, shout out to the folks. When I'm in HEV, I wear my short shorts. And when they be like, ma'am, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, they don't think I'm just this one. <laughs> like, when the little, the old man, there's like this cute little elderly guys are in their like wheelchairs. Like, I think they're like trying to like hit on the girl. Like, I feel like it's like a trend. Um, and like, this, like the cute little elders are on there. Um, the little motorized things at the store and like yeah. if they don't see me and they don't see the front of me they're like excuse me ma'am or like hey legs and i'm like wow and then i turn around with my full face beard <laughs> and i'm like you know this is a great moment um that's just my small small gender euphoria moments when i'm like i love that i am this is great like it's just like i that's something just really it was nice to me because i was always growing up at one point thought like I was like I guess I have to be this way like I have to look as masculine as possible and like so it's so nice to like being this person who I am my I can be who I want to be whatever masculine is whatever whatever that is like you know it's for me it's nice um mm -hmm. so I I feel like I have random it's so hard to think of a, a an exact point just because my friends really are good at supporting a, I don't know, like being, I feel like I have spurts of gender before a lot. Like, just like, ugh, like, I'm glad I'm in, like when I walk around, when people comment my, when my mom commented my nails before I got on stage one time to perform. I think I almost cried. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Okay. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, like having, having mom actually be like, what? They're cute. Like, you know, um, and just not even just the whole physical thing, just feeling good. I love when I accepted that I was trans, it was just euphoric. It was just like, because I think I was just like battling, like I was like, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not, you know, trans because I'm not doing this or doing that. And, you know, it was just really nice to have that divine understanding that you're on, you're not 
the next person. You're not supposed to do the, you're, you're not supposed to do something just because you see 10 other people doing, or you're not supposed to do something because you think that, that it was so nice to like break away from this binary construct of like, uh, what I'm supposed to do. And so I have these random I, examples of what's gender euphoria. And then like, again, I feel like being who I am and walking outside, getting my, telling insurance that my laser hair removal is gender affirming to me. And it's so freaking amazing to like have that anxiety uplifted from that, like having that medical procedure done. Like, so I think about things like little, I have little, little small examples. Cause it's like, oh, like, I just remember a life of where I did not know none of this was possible. <laughs> I didn't know mm. that you could, you could battle with insurance to get um, affirming things done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can make appeals. All right. My last question for you is, what would you like to make sure folks know about your perspective on gender and non-binary trans and or gender diverse issues? Mm. Well, my perspective is... If you're not loud, you're not doing, you're not, you're not doing too much. I, some, I always remember people were like, some people are like, oh, kill them with kindness or, or just maybe like, you know, like, it's like, no, sometimes you have to be, be forthright, be, um, be, be radical, be that, you know, be the change that you want to see. So my perspective of it is, is that like, I'm, I always will be a person that holds organizations accountable, that holds people around me accountable, that's, um, that holds it myself accountable too, you know, and that one, and I also hold space to be, to be held accountable from my peers and from my loved ones. Um, and I think that like, again, like when we talk about trans rights, we, we're using that as an umbrella to me that we're also talking about the Black lives, we're talking about the indigenous lives, we're talking about the Latinx and the POC lives of those communities that are disabled, that are um, that are neurodivergent, that like, we're not just saying like, okay, because I feel like sometimes that can easily get, we're, we're talking about this, when sometimes the media makes, when you think of trans person, they sometimes they only make, think you're talking about a trans woman. It's like, no, we're talking about trans individuals and trans lives, like, um, and really that's it. And that's my perspective. It will always be that you can't talk about one without talking about these things and understanding that if I'm at the table, we all got to be at the table. Like there's, that's not, this does, it's, it will not work if we don't think like that, if we don't think that um, we all are deserved to be here. So my perspective is that is to continue and continue calling people in and out because I still I'm nice I'll call you in but I will call you out if you are just needing it to you know understand that like we all need to be at this table and racial equality is trans equality and um I want I want more equal justice for everyone across the board everyone marginalized everyone undeserved because we are here and queer yeah I love that. We have a we have a sound command for the channel that says we're queer. We do what we want. Yes, <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, uh, They Bay, for being on the show today, y'all. They Bay is a radical community curator and storyteller. You can learn more about them at Linktree forward slash They Bay. Um, in particular, your Instagram is prolific, so <laughs> please make sure to go drop those Instagram follows for They Bay. Is there anything else, Debe, you want to make sure you promote while you're here today? Um, 
Yeah, let me see. This is this is a great time for me because I'm actually not a lot going on. Um, if you're in te- if you're in Texas, please reach out to me via Instagram. I would love to send you um, information on Austin Black Pride, Black Pride initiatives, and um, too. Really, I don't have too much going on for me right now, which is a great thing to say. Um, and I, my ask is to kind of follow my Instagram, keep in touch with what I got going on because. I get invited to do really cool stuff like this randomly, like this. Um, shout out to Ginger Meowster. So I might be hopefully on somewhere else where I can just use my voice to impact change. Um, and two, while I'm here, I want to shout out some organizations called What's in the Mirror. Um, it's exactly how I say it, What's in the Mirror with a question mark. And Algo, those are some organizations that it would mean a lot to me if you took some time, look at them, check them out, see they're there. They've helped me became they they and um, they saved so many lives, including mine. Um, I want to shout out also to the ancestors that provided me to be a conduit for love and to have this conversation with you. I just feel really honored. And again, thank y'all. Totally. Um, folks, we will try to get links for all of those organizations in the um, recorded version of this um, that goes up on Saturday. Uh, in the meantime, here is this week's Clouder query that you or the audience can answer on our social media platforms. So the question is, what can you do in your community to make a positive change? And I know that's a kind of like an opening question, but it's also simple too, when you think about it, because cut and dry, what can you do? What can you do in your community to make a positive change? And I also want to put a disclaimer, positive impact, positive intent can still create a negative impact. So definitely be mindful of that change and definitely be mindful of if that change means just supporting someone already doing something um, mm-hmm. or how there's a collaboration involved in that or effort. I'd love to put that out there. Yeah. I love that. You want me to answer it? If you want to, you can. <laughs> what's, what's your own answer for that? Uh, what can I do to make it? Um, by not being a gatekeeper to resources, um, not being a gatekeeper to healthy information and how-tos of how I do what I do in things. I love to let a person know how I got this sponsored or you know so that's how I love to I, I don't want no one figure having to figure just because I have to figure it out this way I love to give you uh some steps so you didn't have to you know like you know like yeah. I don't believe in that um you figure it out or you know like not helping another person just because like they got to do it like child if I can give you 99% of it and you that was like a whole template for you like so yeah, I, my way is to be a pinnacle of resource, be open and be approachable to um, giving giving the knowledge that I have gotten and other tools that I've gotten and networks that I meet. Like I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna not not tell you that I know this cool as this cool person that can help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for for being our guest today, Debe. 
Uh, folks, next week's guest is going to be Dion Deviation, he, they pronouns, and we are discussing paganism and animism in gender diversity. Genderful would like to thank our guest for being on this podcast. If you'd like to catch us live, join us on Mondays at twitch.tv forward slash gendermaster. Show notes will appear in the edited version of the show on Fridays on both YouTube and podcasting platforms. If you have a question you would like the host to answer or are gender diverse and would like to request an interview, please send an email to genderfulpodcast at gmail.com or sign up via the website at genderfulpodcast.com. As a gender diverse community, The Clatter wants to assure our listeners that we are prepared to moderate our spaces. We will get positive and negative feedback on these shows and topics, and we have a moderation team on our channels, socials, and Discord server ready to deal with this. Please join our Discord server at discord.gg forward slash meowster to meet the community and get a regular digest of solidarity resources. You can also support us with subscriptions on Patreon, following and reviewing us on your favorite podcasting platform are engaging with our posts and content on social media at genderfulpod and at gendermeowster. You can take a few moments to also rate the show. We will post any five-star reviews on our socials, so get creative. Mention a special interest of your own, a project you're working on, or even say hi to your comfort person in your review. What tawa. This show is made possible by volunteers, tips, and subscriptions. Shout out to the folks helping us coordinate guests, edit the podcast, moderate the live chat, and post on our socials. Artist credit for Jennifer. Jennifer's theme song is called Hope by Free Range Megs, a.k.a. Soma. The Gender Meowster logo was designed by That's Barnaby and edited with consent by Trans Griffin. Jennifer's pre-show is wrangled by Juice Tex. Genderful is edited and mixed by Trans Griffin and Alexis Fandom. Genderful's social media is managed by Queer to Help. Genderful is hosted by Atlas O. Phoenix and Gender Meowster. Genderful is the intellectual property of Gender Meowster. All rights reserved. Trans, Trans rights, rights are human, human rights. rights. That's, That's right. right.